Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here. In this episode, we're talking about the new rules of YouTube, how to grow a YouTube channel the right way. So why is it that I want to talk about this topic? Basically, because there are a lot of videos out there. There's a lot of forums, information, even old podcasts where people talk about strategies related to YouTube that really are not the way you should be going about it today with the information that we have today about growing a YouTube channel. Now, I must say, I'm sure I have shared bad information in the past too. I mean, it's a continuously evolving platform and there are best practices that we all have to deal with and eventually learn. Sometimes there's a best practice that really is working well right now for certain creators, but that information hasn't gotten out to all of us. And I try to stay as part of the tube labs on top of these things, but you never know. So it's important to really update and get into some of the old ideas and the new ideas that work best and are really the best practices for us to grow our channels. It is funny because if you have a channel long enough, you'll still see people using these poor practices that really do not work because the algorithm really does follow the audience. And sometimes you will see people saying, hey, you know, it seems very logical. They're saying, hey, if you follow me, I'll follow you. We can be friends on YouTube if you sub me. I'll sub you. And the fact is, sub for sub, I don't know if it's really worked that well ever. I mean, it can be good for numbers. There are people who have made it to a thousand subscribers with sub for sub. But the the problem is, unless the people that they're bringing into their community are really people who care about the types of videos that they create, it's just a bunch of hollow subscribers. I mean, the fact is, if you bring in a whole bunch of people who are just subbing you for a favor, but don't care what you're doing, they're not going to come back. And if they don't come back and watch more videos or watch any of your videos, well, the fact is, YouTube will not surface your videos eventually to them at all, because they don't care. They're, they're, YouTube is, is seeing that they do not click on your videos when you create a new video, and those subs just go away. It just becomes a pure vanity metric. Now, I'm sure there are people who have had success with sub for sub. I know, oh, I cringe when I say that, but that's because they were very targeted. They went to channels that were totally related to their channel, and built relationships with people. And that really isn't sub for sub because you're building relationships and maybe people are coming to your channel because they've gotten to know you. That That's okay. That's really not a bad way to go, but it, it, it takes time obviously to build relationships and people start to recognize your name in the comments. Honestly though, that's not really sub for sub. The sub for sub is just random. You may see it on your page, people saying, hey, if you sub me, I'll sub you. And your, your YouTube channel has nothing to do with the channel that they're trying to promote. 
And sometimes you see them with a few hundred subscribers, but the chances are, in most of the time, they're just, again, as I mentioned, hollow subscribers. You really do want people who care. And honestly, that's why any method, even if it seems reasonable to get people to your YouTube channel to subscribe, tends to be a hollow effort because chances are they won't come back. And then you'll have a thousand, maybe a hundred, a couple hundred subscribers and three views, eight views, because they're not really coming to your channel anymore because they don't care. The goal is to find the people that care and to help YouTube find those people. So if you can network, and sometimes it's a good idea to actually go into various forums, maybe on Facebook, maybe on Reddit, where you are building credibility as a member of that community and then sharing your videos after you've established yourself, especially, of course, and specifically so, these are people who watch YouTube videos and care about the topic that you are presenting, whether it's entertainment or educational. These are people that have something in common with you. They are your audience. Another thing that has actually bothered me is people going around and commenting, hopefully to get your attention. Like, I think you're wonderful. I think you're great. But they go there and they really do not watch your video. This happens a lot from people in other parts of the world. They only know a little bit of English if they're targeting the US, or maybe it's another part of the world. But the point is, they are going around thinking that they're going to grow their YouTube channel by telling everybody how much they think they're great. And then, of course, they'll come back and, of course, sub. And, you know, you've seen those, hey, I've subbed you, you sub back. I mean, that, that stuff actually just hurts your channel. And when you do that to other people, they know, especially if they're relatively established, know that you're actually hurting their channel because yes, you commented and yes, there is some value in comments to help YouTube understand if people like or dislike that video. There, There is a little bit of that there, but the bigger metric is if they've watched the video. And quite often, the, the time that they've spent on your video is about 30 seconds to actually make the comment and leave. And that's hurtful. And I hope you never do that to people because it really is something that offers a negative signal to YouTube because you who commented and didn't watch much of the video, you just left. Well, then YouTube is signal that you really don't like these videos. You didn't go look at any of the other videos and maybe it'll pop up your video one more time to see maybe if you like it, you'll see it in your home screen. And if you don't click on that, it won't be long before you don't see any more of that person's videos. Let's talk about subscribers in general, getting people to subscribe to your channel. That is a vanity metric. And you say, why, what do you mean vanity metric? It's important. I need, you know, 100 subscribers to get a custom URL and then all of the features and, of course, advertising money after 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time through AdSense and, you know, more through 10,000 and, of course, the silver and gold play buttons. And, yes, that that has some... Uh, again, vanity, and even carry some weight. 
when you go around, if, hey, if you go around in a YouTube community and you say, look, I have a silver play button, that does carry some weight. But let's get beyond that in terms of subscribers. When people subscribe to your channel, that is not a guarantee that they're actually going to see your videos. That's old school. That the new school, the new way in which this happens is based off of recently watched videos. If somebody has watched one of your videos recently, it's very likely that YouTube will surface another one of your videos. And if you click on it, all the better. And if you watch one video from a creator and then another video and another video, hey, you know, you probably will see a lot more surface videos a little bit quicker, maybe for a longer period of time. However, just because you have subscribed to a channel, it does not mean you're going to receive the notifications that that person has uploaded a new video, especially if you haven't watched a recent video. As I just mentioned, what you need to do if you want to see more of those videos is click on that bell icon. In all sincerity, in the new YouTube world, the bell icon is actually the real subscribe button because you can then receive notifications and your subscribers can receive real notifications that you have an upload. So that's why it's not just say, hey, subscribe, but actually finding the best way for your community to let them know that if they really want to know about your future uploads, they have to hit that bell icon. That is super important. So they can get email notifications as well as notifications through mobile and of course the desktop apps. I mean, there's many ways in which people are notified about your recent upload, but chances are that will not happen unless they click that bell icon. And even with that, only a small percentage of people who click the bell icon, still go see your video. Just a small two, three, four percent of those people for the average YouTube channel. In the modern YouTube era, if you really wanna understand the way YouTube is thinking, the way YouTube presents your videos, take a look at your homepage and notice the number of videos that are shown and what are shown, what types of videos are shown. They're probably related to the videos that you've already seen. They're related to the channels that you frequently watch, even if you're subscribed or not. Chances are many of the videos that you see on your homepage are videos that you recently watched. But if you wanna see what the ratio is, make note of how often you watch certain channels or certain types of videos and see how often YouTube displays new options for you. How often do they show the channel, the newest videos from a channel that you watched a week ago or two weeks ago? Maybe make note of when that video starts, or at least that channel starts to fall off of your homepage because you're just not going back. Old school YouTube, you could probably just upload a interesting video and get a lot of views. That used to happen to a lot of people back in 2008, 9, 10, maybe even 11, but YouTube has gotten a lot harder over time. And the new YouTube community understands that you have to niche down. You have to have something very specific. In the old days, you could have multiple types of videos on your channel and you might get an audience, and there were a number of general channels on YouTube. But today, to get any 
any kind of traction. As we've talked about often on this podcast, you have to get people from one video to another. And if you are making a video about cars and then the next one is about cats, the relationship is just not there. You're not going to get people to binge watch your videos unless there's maybe a humor or a personality element to it that carries them through each video. So old school is just being able to upload videos and get views. New, new school is much more strategic and focused. In the old days, we could, again, put up any video and quality. Yeah, there's some important elements to quality, such as you do need, no matter what, old days or new days, you need good audio because it really is tough to keep people on a video with poor audio. If you have poor video, people may still work their way through that video as long as they understand what is happening. Today, we do need some level of good quality production. That doesn't mean it can't be authentic and real and maybe a little rough around the edges just to give it that authenticity and that realness, the real world feel to it that you're a real person and it's not just some high corporate video. But the thing is, there are so many DSLR cameras, so many high quality video cameras available to people, even on their phones, that fuzzy images and poor quality audio, in some ways you really do have to work for it to make a video look bad, just because everything is so sharp today. And again, the audio quality is much better than it was in the past with some of the early phone cameras and video and small video cameras that you could put in your hand and it really just wasn't that great. But today, the expectations are much higher, so you need to consider that. And you should probably consider some of those best practices when it comes to creating video, how to tell stories. That That's huge. I mean, it's always been a part of the process but people these days are studying more and more how to tell story well. On the topic of video production, I have some good news. We have a guest next show on the Tube Labs podcast. Renee Teeley will join us and we will talk about production. Now, specifically, we will talk about apps that will help us with our videos, maybe on the production side, maybe growing our YouTube channel. I'm not totally sure what she has in store for us, but I'm sure it has a lot to do with streamlining and production, which is something new when it comes to YouTube. Old school YouTube, it was pretty much rough cuts and you get what you get and maybe even just one take. But today, a little bit better editing is certainly encouraged. It really is. I mean, editing helps to tell the story and better production and workflow allows you to get more videos out too and higher quality videos at a faster pace. These are some of the things we'll probably talk about on the next show. So I'm looking forward to having Renee because she is a wealth of information and I encourage you to check out the next show. The next thing as it pertains to old school YouTube versus the new rules of YouTube are the analytics. In the old days, you may take a look at your analytics, whatever YouTube had offered you at the time, but today it's much more important. YouTube Studio is now official. There was the old Creator Studio that 
had a lot of good information and it really helped a lot of creators grow. But yet a lot of people did ignore it altogether. But that old old Creator Studio is gone and you only have the new one. But the new one has such powerful information. And one of the most important statistics that we've only had for a short period of time, as far as the overall scope of YouTube land, how long YouTube has been around, this is very new school, the new rule, understanding what your click-through rates are. What is the click-through rate of your channel? What is the click-through rate of your last video? In other words, out of 100 people who saw your video, what percentage of those people clicked on your video. Yeah, the new school of YouTube creators understands that you need to get people to click on that video and the thumbnail and the title are really important. This is new school because we have the information that we didn't have just a few years ago. A few years ago, we just kind of guessed and hoped that our thumbnails were doing well. Today, we can see if our thumbnails are doing well, people are clicking, if our headlines are working. This is new school, old school, we just guessed. Today we have the data. You could create an incredible video, but if nobody is going to click on it, YouTube is not going to serve it. They're gonna put a video, even if it's not as good, and this may answer the question for many of you, even if that video is not as good as your video. YouTube may surface the other video because people are clicking on it, because maybe it has a better headline, it has a better thumbnail, and people are continuously trying to improve. The people on that other channel, the creator on that other channel is continuously trying to improve their click-through rate. If you want to be a modern YouTube creator, you need to understand your click-through rate. And then next, you need to understand, and this was available before in the old Creator Studio, but it's still just as important. Because once you get people to the, to the video, you need to keep them there as long as possible. And so you need to pay attention to your retention rates. How long? How many minutes are you keeping people on YouTube for a long period of time? Another metric that you should probably pay attention to is how often are they coming back? How many videos are they watching each month? If you are uploading once a week and people are watching three of your videos every month, that's really good. That means they're watching probably three out of your four videos. That's wonderful. Now, for some people, that metric is just one or 1.2, and that means, well, the people are coming to your channel, they're watching a video, and they're not coming back very often. We want people to come back, and the modern YouTube creator understands that. They understand that they need to bring back the people who watched their videos, and they need to engage with people and comment and build a community, a community of people who actually care, an audience, and your job as a creator, the modern creator, the new rules, is truly understanding your audience, understanding who your audience is and how can you best serve them. There has been an evolution that I have noticed when it comes to creating videos and length. Old school, I think it was, especially in the early days, short videos. 
short p videos that people could watch and were could go viral and maybe they were no longer than two minutes, maybe 30 seconds even. But over time, videos got longer and even vlogging got more popular. And YouTube started to promote the longer videos because YouTube wanted people to stay on the platform. And that's true at some level today, a good video of 10 minutes that can keep people on for seven minutes is certainly gonna beat out a six minute video that keeps people on for two. I mean, these are metrics that YouTube still cares about. However, it seems that we've taken a step back in the sense of you can actually make a variety of lengths of video now and they can still be successful. Why is this? Because YouTube is getting really good at understanding what people like. And so certain audiences like shorter videos, certain audiences like longer videos. Sometimes the same person may appreciate a short video in the morning, but long videos are a totally different type of video in the evening. So you can create different lengths of videos, but you should have a theme to it. I think it still needs to be cohesive. Based on what I just said, some people could interpret that as, oh, well, if YouTube understands that different people want different videos, then why don't I just create a general channel based on what you just said? It still matters that you have a theme if you want people to keep coming back to your channel and YouTube continues to grow your channel as a whole with each video improving the reach of your channel. But the thing is, you can have a one-off video that does really well, but sometimes it's a video that's a little bit different than your channel norm and you're bringing in people who don't care so much or don't subscribe. It's okay, I mean, especially if it is providing some sort of income if your channel is monetized, but sometimes it can actually be a thorn in your side because you feel like you wanna reach a different audience altogether. It happens, it's normal. That one video with nearly 100,000 views is only about a minute or so long. And most of my videos today are maybe four, five, six, even 10 minutes long. So don't worry about finding the perfect length for your videos. I mean, the fact is YouTube will probably find the right person at the right time as long as YouTube understands what your channel's about, what your videos are about. So I think this evolution is rather complete. We start off with the shorter videos, they gradually got longer, and now today YouTube can handle both long and short videos well. But again, I, I will preface that probably a longer video with a really good retention and a lot of people watching a good portion of it is going to do much better than maybe a shorter video. That is still in play, but you don't have to focus on just that way of making videos to be successful on YouTube. There are a lot of people who think maybe it's too late to start a YouTube channel, and it is a lot harder. Old school, it was a, you know, a little bit easier to get a viral video. You didn't have to be very consistent. You didn't really have to be mindful of a lot of things. Old school. The new rules mean you do have to pay attention to more of the little things. You do need to be consistent. Now, I've had this conversation on other podcasts where I talk about the fact that consistency 
is good for your audience. And remember, it's all about your audience, but that consistency is also good for you. So you keep making videos and learning how to be a better video creator and continuously learning how to maybe batch content properly or maybe edit in a batch or just have a scheduled shooting day. I mean, there are a lot of things you can do to streamline your process as a creator. But the little things today count a lot more in the new rules, the new school of YouTube. You do need to be thinking about your niche. You need to be thinking about the audience specifically, not going out there and throwing up videos and hoping to find an audience. That is the hard way. How do I know? Because that is exactly what I did when I started getting serious about YouTube. And I even knew at the time that that was not the right way to go, but you know, I could figure this out. It's gonna work. No, it's not until I really focused in on a niche and continued to focus down on that niche before I got maybe more the traction that I am happier with. But, you know, I'm still paying the penalties for my past sins of not listening to the new school of YouTube and thinking I could do it better. There are best practices that you should be considering and you, you know, very few, very few people can ignore the new rules and have success. There are people, and a lot of times it's because they just happen on the right combination for them and they have the right topic and the right personality at the right time. And a lot of times it is timing. Sometimes it's just luck, having all the perfect combination at the right time to make a go of it. Some people have what it takes, others do not. Uh, some people have a personality that people are just drawn to and they make it work. For the rest of us, well, we just have to work harder to get where we want to go. Look, old school is thinking you can just jump on YouTube and be an instant success. As I mentioned, some people, the very rare, rare, rare people, will do it. And that will always be the case. People come out of nowhere. And quite often, you don't know the backstory of how they got there. It's very possible they have a community behind them already on a different social media channel and decided to open a YouTube channel and many of them followed them over, which of course helped boost their channel. But for the most part, you can't just think you're gonna come to YouTube and be this big success. You have to work for it. Today, especially, more so than ever, the new school, the new rules mean if you want YouTube to work for you, you need to work YouTube and you need to understand the rules that will give you an advantage over the people who are not following the new rules of YouTube. We'll talk to you in the next show with our guest, Renee Teeley. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com. If you find the Tube Labs podcast valuable, don't forget to rate and review it. You may connect with Rosh on Twitter at Rosh Sillers.